Hey kids, it's time for Surf Shorts! Welcome to the Surf Shorts Podcast, an innovator in modern storytelling, looking towards the future, using business terms like radical, off the lip, caught inside and totally tubular. Surf Shorts, the storytelling podcast, recorded on VHS then downloaded to cassette for maximum audio quality. Do you have Surf Shorts? If so, please don't call your doctor. You are about to have too much fun. The Surf Shorts Podcast welcomes you to the modern age. Stick around for some sick stories. So sit back, crank up the volume, and enjoy the ride. It's totally radical. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Surf Shorts. I'm talking to my buddy Kenny here. How you doing, Kenny? I'm good. So, uh... So you got a story for us about camping and surfing at Masonboro, right? I do. All right, let it rip. So now we were just talking about it a second ago. You were at college at UNCW when this whole thing went down, right? That's right. So that's, what that's, what what years are we talking? Oh gosh, ninety three to ninety seven. Nice. So you you had a boat in college. You're loving that, right? Well, I grew up in Wanchies with boats and and shrimping and the. When I went to go to college, I went to three different colleges and checked them out, and I decided I was going to UNC because they had surf there, and I was used to surfing on the Outer Banks. So my first half semester, I went, I came back, and I got my little skiff from Wanchies, and I threw it in the back of my truck, and a little 9.9 Evan Reed, and took it back over there, and we found a place to park it, and uh, we, I would take that across, and I told everybody from the Outer Banks, it was a community boat that they were allowed to take it, over any time, but if I paddled over to Masonboro and unplugged the gas line from the engine, it meant I was over there and they weren't allowed to take the boat back unless I was on it. So well, that, the boat that, got used a lot. Now, that, that, now that's awesome that you had a boat for everybody. For people that are listening to us, when we're talking, when Kenny's talking about bringing a boat down to Wilmington from the Outer Banks. The boat has a sole purpose of, well, I'm sure you did some fishing, but the basic purpose of this boat is to get you from Wrightsville Beach across Masonboro Inlet, which is quite a paddle, um, across the inlet to the next island down. And the next island down is Masonboro. The waves can be very, very good at Masonboro compared to other places. Kenny, where'd you... If you you bought you brought the boat down in the back of a truck, what was it like a J twelve or a little? Yeah, I think it was just a like a twelve foot aluminum skiff with a nine point nine. Oh yeah, like and, a Sears aluminum skiff. Yeah, just just a very minimal boat. It would hold if you packed four people in there carefully, you could make it across the barrel, unless there was a lot of swell on the inlet, and then you really had to be out on plane when you come around the corner so she wouldn't dip her bow under and, and sink. We had we had so many people, and I, I don't remember the place that we kept it, but it was literally like 300 yards from the, the inlet itself on the Wrightsville Beach side. It was like a little sandy uh, parking beach, and it was like three little boats and a sailboat, and we always pulled that thing way up high there and just tied it up, and no one ever said anything to me about it, so we kept it there forever. And um, I used that thing for three years in college. It was perfect. You know, uh, I'll tell you what's funny is you're talking about just up from the Coast Guard station. I was just a couple of blocks up from there at the same time. Uh, This is probably 96, and I had a little purple boat, and I was doing the same thing, except for my boat was was fiberglass. So I had three anchors, and I would just leave it out in between people's docks. It was a little, little too heavy to drag up on the beach. Yeah, and ours, we would run right around the, the jetty there at Masonboro and pull it right up on the beach right behind the jetty. And my, 
my college, I was in Sweet Two for the first year, and all those guys, they took spray paint to the boat, and they made it, it look like a clown boat, it looked all graffitied up and stuff. It was hilarious. Anyway, everybody used it. It was, it was a great time. We made this camping trip plan, and uh, the word caught on there was going to be a swell. And I was like, well, I'm going camping over in Masonboro, and we're catching noise early in the morning. Well, everybody in the suite started hearing about it, and everybody started chiming in. They wanted to go. They wanted to go. The next thing I know, there's like 40 people that want to go over to Masonboro to go camping. I think, I'll take y'all, sir. The day that we were going to go, the waves were kind of coming up, so we went over there, and we surfed all day. And I came back with food. And I started taking people over there and over there, and I don't know how many trips I made, but 15 trips across the inlet and we had people just piling in the boat and i kept running them running running them these last the last group of guys they were running late and i it was it was literally dark had no lights on the boat i said well they called and said you know come get us we're over here so i said all right i'll, I'll run it back across one more time so packed everybody in the boat they had like i don't know we had like four coolers and five people in the boat and i was like this is there's no way this is gonna work but yeah yeah was, yeah I was not going to run back across that inlet. I was sick of running across there that day. It was dark. I remember we, we rounded the corner and the bow went under. And just you see the coolers floating out and everybody takes off swimming. And I sit there with the boat. I think I had an anchor that, like, when the boat flipped over, the anchor caught. So I'm just sitting there. Whoa, with the whoa, boat. whoa, 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 whoa. You took one over the bow. This is an aluminum boat. It can sink or is it the, the or does it have flotation in the seats? No, no, there's no flotation. Right. I, it, the whole, it was just like a, it was just like doing a duck dive on a surfboard. Literally, as I come around the corner, there was swell coming through. It was like a foot swell, and the boat just went right underneath the wave and just kept the bow just kept right on going down. Right, until the boat flipped over, and it rolled. So it's oh, yeah. rolled. You're in the water, and yep. there's coolers floating. And There's coolers and beer, and people lost that. I think Mike G, if anybody ever met that guy, I think he lost his wallet. Nice. Uh, Steve, he was in the boat. Um, I forgot what he lost. But they all, they were all in their regular clothes, and they swam, swam back to the beach. And it was complete dark. I mean, right. I shouldn't have been going across there. But So they got worried because they didn't see me, so they called the Coast Guard. Oh, my God. It, the Coast Guard cutters got its lights on me about 30 minutes later. And I was actually, <laughs> I was actually had the anchor in my hand. And I was swimming on across because I was going on over to Masonboro because my surfboard is over there and I wanted to go surfing. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So you, you, oh, wait, you got the anchor and you're dragging the boat? Yeah, I'm dragging the boat. I'm just swimming and dragging the boat, drop the anchor, pick, pick up the line, swim, you know, till I get tired, drop the anchor because the bow of the boat would stay up. But right. Well, he, where where like, are you? Because I mean, like in the middle, of the inlet is deep. So where... I'm, I'm in the mi- yeah, I'm in the middle of the inlet pretty well. <laughs> so and it's pitch black. And so here comes this light, and I'm I see the light, and I'm going, dear God, I hope it ain't the Coast Guard. Sure enough, it's the Coast Guard. They they tie the boat off, and they you know I climb on their boat. And they take me back to the Coast Guard base, and they're asking me a million questions. Oh like, yeah, how many people are on the boat? And, where's your lights and all this and i was like for surely i'm getting a ticket at the very least but they were actually pretty cool and you know after about 40 minutes of dealing with them they let me go so i take the motor which was completely underwater for like an hour oh yeah and the boat and i take my truck out a nissan pickup truck I take my truck i back down there to the coast guard station i load the boat and i load the motor up in it and i go back to 
Colonial Park, and uh, I, I take the motor, I take the plugs out. It's like 12.30 at night now. Yeah. When I get back to Colonial Park, 12 o'clock maybe. So I think it was like 9 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock maybe when I flipped the boat. So the Coast Guard took an hour, 11, the time I loaded everything up. It's like 12 o'clock at night, and I'm out there, and I'm pouring gas into a cup out of the gas tank. I got mm-hmm. the plugs out of the motor, and I'm mm-hmm. pouring gas into the cylinders, and I'm hand-cranking it just right. to get the gas and the water out of it. I turned it upside down, drained the water out, poured the gas in there. It's and a two-stroke. Yeah, and I got the motor to fire in the Colonial Park parking lot where it start, I fired it up and revved it up. So I called my buddy, let's see, who was left? Mark and maybe Todd. They, they were two that were going to go with me, too. I called them up. I said, man, I got the motor fired. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. Let's go. So we go over there. We had pretty well took 40 people over there, and they partied all night long and, you know, had a big campfire going. By the time we get there, everyone is passed out in every tent there is. It's like 1.45, 2 in the morning. I think a cold front had come through. It was kind of cold. We weren't prepared for really the, the weather change. We had figured we'd be, you know, drinking all night and in the tents. Yeah, but, it wouldn't uh, matter. It wouldn't matter at yeah. that point, yeah. But we get there, and all the guys that I took over there to go surf, and they were all so hungover, and they all missed the morning the morning session. I was the only one that surfed that morning. It was it was pretty funny. But, yeah, uh, so in a strange way, it worked out for, for you because you had to work your butt off the whole time to get your boat back and get the motor running. So you didn't get hammered, and, yeah. and you made the morning session. We made the morning session, and I think, if I can remember correctly, I think I made six or seven trips back across, and then the motor cut off on the last session. And we were drifting out the inlet, and a boat come by and and, and uh, tied up to me and pulled me back across. It was a it was a long day for me, but it was quite a fun trip just to have everybody over there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that really caps it off, man. That it's swamped in the middle in the middle of the night, swimming your boat, a dead boat like just a boat with just the bow above the water, swimming it across the inlet. That's pretty sweet. Yep. That's good times at Mason, bro. Calling me a good wave over there. Yes, sir. Dude, that is an awesome story, man. I really appreciate you telling me the story, and everybody that's listening appreciates it, too. That is a fantastic story, Kenny. Man, I love that story with Kenny. Such a good dude. I love Kenny. Never giving up. Never giving up. I'm going to swim my boat across the inlet in the dark, upside down. Next up, we've got Matt. Matt's living on a secluded island off the East Coast where you got to know everybody, you got to be friendly, and you got to put up with some weird stuff in the lineup. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Surf Shorts. This is Matt, and today I have with me Matt. What's up, Matt? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Glad to have you. So glad you're here with me, and uh, I know you've got a funny story. It's about something we all see when we go into restaurants, bars, and we all think about. Because I know I was just in a restaurant this weekend and I looked up on the wall and I thought about this very much. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, let her rip. Yeah. So a few years back, I worked on a uh, kind of a remote island in North Carolina that you can only really get to by boat or if you have an airplane, you know? And so it's it a cool spot. You know, there's, it, it's every surfer's dream 
uh, at least on the East Coast, you know, because uh, I learned how to surf in Riceville Beach, and on any kind of good day, you know, you're you're paddle battling for everything, right? Oh yeah, there there is a 100 percent yeah. crowd, shoulder to shoulder. You lock, you look at the cams, and there's five guys going for the same wave, right? Well, yeah, so this island, this island is definitely not but, a camera situation. No, it's very different. You know, on a really good day, surfers are surfers, and they're all going to kind of paddle out in the same spot. But we had a maximum on any great day of 25 guys. You know what I yeah. mean? So everybody, Spread there's waves, waves for everybody, yeah. you know? Well, so we get out there and it's, it's a dream, right? It's, uh, it's, it's as good as you could hope it will be when it's just lining up, rolling takeoffs, just overhead high. And on me, that's, that's, that's big. Cause I'm, I'm pretty tall. Yeah. And you're, a, you're a tall FBI agent of a dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we'll, we'll, that, that'll be another story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a little bit longer of a story. Yeah. But, uh, so on this day I was, I was super stoked because not only was it perfect, you know, cause it was good all day. You know, you're talking yeah. full day session, which normally gets blown out. Yeah, and and I do, I do know this island uh, not as well as you do, but having an offshore wind there is is not that common. No, 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 not not, and especially not uh, not all day, and not having like a light wind all right. day. Yeah. You know, this is a, this is generally a, a windy place. Absolutely, I was I was really excited too because I had just gotten a new board. You know, that was uh, meant for, it was a 6.3 quad fin fish, uh, kind of in a retro-ish style, yeah. uh, but not too thick, you know. And, you know, whenever you get a, a new board that's for a certain type of condition, you're not going to see that condition for a while. No. You know what I mean? No, it's the total jinx. Like, hey, you, you tell know. your buddies, hey, I got a new board. They're like, God, there's not going to be waves for like a month. I know. But two days later, man, the swell kicks up. And so we paddle out, you know, and it's, we got a pretty decent distance between all the guys. There's, you know, 10 feet between us at least. And so I go to drop in on this, you know, one of the set waves comes through. It's great. You know, like it's, yeah. it's pristine and I'm not, I'm not quick by any means. So these slow roll and takeoffs are awesome. Feels like you're riding on this wave forever. Right? Yeah. So you get a couple good waves, you take it on the inside and get a little, a little barrel here and then you kick out easy paddle out back. So I got a couple waves in all of a sudden, you know, I go on this, this one wave, it looks good. I got, you know, I feel like I figured out the board, got my systems going, got your feet under you, got my feet under me and this guy cuts me off. Right. And I'm thinking, Everybody's gotten cut off. Yeah. Coming from Wilmington, it's not that big of a deal. You'd think though, there's not that many guys out. Yeah. And so maybe he didn't see me, whatever. Benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. And like, bro, we've got an entire island here. No problem. No problem. Shaka. And I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to paddle away. You know, I'm going to go back out. I'm going to give myself a little bit more space, make sure it doesn't happen again. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know this guy. I knew most of the guys that had paddled out decently, you know, but I didn't know who this guy was. So I paddled away, you know, and then wait for the next set to come. The exact same thing happens. Right. And so he, he, he does it again. I was like, I'm not a confrontational person. So I didn't say anything to him. I was like, uh, you know, read between the lines, facial expressions. I'm just going to paddle in. I'm going to walk up a little stink. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go in, go up. You know, it's not that kind of vibe out there. Everyone's having a good time. I'm not going to let it get to me. Right. And so I, I go in and I paddle up and I think I finally got myself some distance and I look over and that dude is right there. Like I a freaking magnet. I know. And, and so he does it again, third time, you know, and I was like, man, third time's a charm. And I didn't, you know, again, 
non-confrontational. I didn't say anything. And after that, it was all good. But I noticed, you know, when we both come up in the whitewater, we pull up and I noticed that he's got this board. It's got a big Corona bottle, like <laughs> painted on the top. You know, it's not yeah. like a sticker. It's like a Corona surfboard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fiberglass in there. My man is sponsored. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Corona. I know. I got out of the water and I was talking to one of my buddies that I worked with and, um, I was like, who is this dude? Like, yeah. who, what is he doing? Cause he's not, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not like, he's making the wave, but he's not yeah. shredding. Oh, oh he's in the, he's in the, the worst level. Like in anybody in their car and you're listening to us right now and you surf and you surf for a long time, right? You know, there's this level of surfer that can paddle aggressively and strongly and can mm-hmm. catch waves like crazy, mm-hmm. but can basically just stand up. Right. And go down the line. Yep. No, that's it. Yeah. They're they're not just taking up a spot in the lineup by laying there. Yep. And they don't know the rules. Or at least yeah. the, uh, you they're know, the, just, the etiquette. Just yeah. just at that experience level to just screw you over. Uh-huh. Yeah, because most people that don't know, they can't drop in on you because they're you know, they're still learning and they're, you know, cooking in some way. Absolutely. Like we like yeah. we all all have done. But once you get to that, hey, I can catch every wave, paddle strongly, and stand up, but I'm still not looking for anyone else. No, (laughs) no. Yeah. You don't look left or right. All you're looking at is where that wave is. Yeah. Right. Well, so I got a little bit of intel on him and, you know, I don't, I don't know how long he had been on the island or how, you know, frequently he had, he had gone there, but he just had learned to surf, you know, that month or whatever. And the first board he got, he actually, he stole it from one of the businesses, (laughs) kind of like what we said before. He took it right off the wall, had that nice Corona bottle, right? You know, the whole face of it was just this big Corona bottle and the board itself didn't even have a stringer. It's pure foam. Just so he literally, so this is what we're talking about at the beginning of the story people you go into the restaurant it's a surf bar or maybe it's not a complete surf bar Mm -hmm. and there's the beer label generic surfboard Mm -hmm. hanging on the wall never been touched and you're looking at that thing going could i ride that (laughs) i can't believe that it i can't believe that it didn't snap on any of those waves man because they were so big and you know like in the outer banks you can get a little push it gets it gets oh, a little yeah. heavy at it's times snappy. i definitely thought that thing was gonna break i was secretly kind of hoping that thing yes. would break and then you know the cycle would be broken but no that was i mean that was it you know like we kept going it was i mean fantastic day otherwise mm-hmm. but uh yeah making was, memories i know i know won't let it stain it but yeah, no, nah, it was just glorious. I haven't had a good day like that since. I mean, we've had some good days. Yeah. We both have, but yeah. uh, no, that day in particular stands out. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks for being on Surf Shorts. That is a funny story. Get, getting burnt three times by a guy riding a board he stole from the wall of a restaurant. <laughs> I appreciate you having me. All right. Thanks, man. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Surf Shorts today. It was a really good episode. We had two guys who I really like. We had Kenny down from the Outer Banks trying to swim his sunken boat across Masonboro Inlet. Darkness be darned. He was going to go surfing. I think the funniest part about Kenny's surfing story was that sinking his boat actually is how he ended up getting to surf the next day because nobody else did because they partied all night. 
And then we ended with Matt. And I really, I love Matt's story because that, that's a weird one. I, that's never happened to me. I saw an episode of Stab recently where they were talking about surfing boards that were hanging on restaurant walls. But the board Matt was talking about was really just an advertisement. It didn't even have a stringer in it. So I thought that was super funny. And look, if you got a good story for me, if you have a good story, surfshortspodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at surfshortspodcast. Thanks a bunch, y'all. Everybody have a great time, and we'll see you next time.